Hello, listeners. It's me, Mana. This is actually a pre-show, intro show, exclusive show for you all, because as you are listening to this, I will be on the second leg of my very poorly timed month-long excursion. Kind of a dangerous part. I didn't really have the will to edit an entire new episode. I do have one recorded, but some very peculiar things happened. On Saturday, I was watching a live stream from the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult in the Museum Clubhouse, and it was a live investigation trying to remote view Terry Wrist, which if you're aware of Hellier, you'll know what that is. And there was some very, very weird things that happened in that five-hour live stream that when I went to go choose a Patreon episode to actually release to the public this week instead of a new, new interview, I chose one, seemingly at random, and then literally within an hour of sitting through that live stream, very specific synchronicities within an episode I recorded five months ago, blaringly obvious and huge, in this fucking interview. It was so weird. Uh, I, I can't not share it this week. So if you watch that live stream or you're aware of Hellier, pay attention for those synchronicities. Hilarious. Anyway, so once again, this is actually a Patreon interview from The Vault that is being released to you all. And in the spirit of danger and synchronicity, I really hope you enjoy it. And if you like this episode and would like more like this, I release a new one every single month. You can find more of these episodes at patreon.com slash mothmana. And on that note, I'll see you on the other side. You're listening to The Real Witches of the End Times, transmissions straight from the underworld. Hello, this is my Patreon. Congratulations if you're listening to this. It means that you already know who I am, so I'm not going to introduce myself. And this week, though, as a bonus episode, because it's October, because it's spooky season, even though I feel like most people I know and who are on this Patreon are spooky season all year round, I have Leah of Woo Woo Realm. She's back. She was on an episode of my main podcast a couple weeks ago, and she alluded to some ghost stories. And so I have currently written in my notes... Donner Party, channeling <laughs> someone's familiar, and old porcelain doll. Yeah. And I don't know what any of that entails, but I would love to hand Leah the steering wheel right now and see what she would like to talk about. Sorry, I tried not to giggle while you were doing that. Because um, <laughs> totally they were so random when I sent them to you. I was like, oh, i got to tell her about that one. <laughs> so I'm glad you jotted them oh, down. Oh, one sec. Are you wearing earrings? There's like something shaking. Is it on the table? Do you hear it now? No. Okay. Fucking weird. <laughs> okay. I won't touch the table. I think I was just like jingle jangling it. Okay. <laughs> it was probably the, the candles I have and the tin, uh, mason jar tin. Oh, yeah. I don't hear it at all anymore. Okay. Yeah. So when we were talking last time, um, I think we touched on a couple of alien things, a little bit of ghost stories. And I actually have a another one for you. Uh, my husband and I took a belated, I guess, like getaway, just uh, he and I to a cabin in Big Bear. And lo and behold, it was haunted, guys. Like I had to, we had to get earbuds or not earbuds, um, earplugs. I had to turn on the noise machine. We have a white noise machine. I turned it up full blast because the first night I was up from, I think it was like 1 a.m. to like 6 a.m. with a little old ghost dude clickety clacking in on the hardwood floors so it was it was it was interesting this <laughs> was yes. recently yeah this past weekend oh wow yeah so I was I was very excited that I had another little it was a very minor story because it, it just was another thing to add to the list that we had going but we took a belated birthday trip 
and I don't know how this guy got so many great reviews on this cabin. I mean, it had a great view, but I was like, this thing is the size of a shoebox. And it is very expensive a night for, for that, what you get. At night, I mean, it was beautiful, fine, it's quiet, that's exactly what we wanted. And we went to sleep, and no joke, that's when the ghost was like, nope, y'all ain't going to sleep. And so my husband can sleep through anything, you know, like men can sleep through anything. I don't know why. And <laughs> I, I, no joke, I woke up and I was, I had fallen asleep for a little bit. It must've been like an hour and a half or whatever. And I woke up and it just was literal footsteps at the foot of the bed, the slowest creaking. Like, I'm like, I can... I can hear you <laughs> trying to be sneaky, Mr. Ghost. I already protected and was burning my candles and whatnot. And so I thought, oh, I didn't do upstairs because there was a smoke alarm. So long, long, long story short, um, I was like, okay, let me, I guess, just try and protect it energetically without getting up or making eye contact with the spirit. <laughs> so I was just laying there <laughs> trying to do whatever I do like protection spell and and it didn't work because I think I was so in my head about it um and so tired but he kept creaking until 6 a.m and it would stop and then I would kind of like just wait for it my heart I like was sweating and my heart was racing and I never really get scared like that it was really weird he didn't seem threatening but I was just like this isn't our house like we're in the middle of freaking nowhere <laughs> I don't know if you're a killer or a ghost. I hope you're a ghost. But when I closed my eyes, I could feel a male, like an old male presence. Mm. And it didn't help that it's an A-frame. So there's a lot of like unused empty space where the roof is. Oh, yeah. Second, you know what I mean? So yeah. they tucked a bunch of like vintage radios and uh, music boxes and everything antique vintage. So, of course, there's a ton of energy attached to those and there is one that I thought was a chair I didn't look at it properly but it if I looked at the foot of the bed like towards the wall the a-frame part of it um it looked like a chair like a small lounge chair and I was like oh shit I don't even want to make eye contact so I I just put the the blankets a little bit higher and then put my earphones in and was just watching like raw vegan what I eat in a day videos for <laughs> <laughs> no joke four hours I was like this this will take my mind off of it yeah and then the second day that we slept there we went to the store I got we both got ear um earplugs because my husband kept waking up and I woke him up at like four o'clock and I was like I can't do this like I, I if I'm gonna be scared by him I want you to see him too so that we could both be scared shitless and stay awake so that was what happened this weekend and then I we didn't hear anything the second time but it was interesting that it just kept like, I, I often wonder what what kind of purgatory or like limbo state, what does it look like to them? Do they, do those spirits live and exist and see what we do? And he's just like, I'm just going to clickety clack right at the, the foot of the bed for four hours, you know, like, because I, I often wonder that. And I haven't really asked a spirit that yet. I'm kind of scared too, because I don't want to know what that looks like. But yeah, that was my my like small small story to add. And the second night we slept and it was fine, but yeah, I didn't make I didn't try to make contact. I just kind of was like if you can hear this, please let me get some sleep or else I'm going to be fucking beast tomorrow. <laughs> so I just need some sleep. So it stopped and then or not stopped, but we couldn't hear it. Yeah, and it felt like he was banging on the the wall, the ceiling right above our head and I was like okay well I don't feel a threat but like why are you doing that then <laughs> yeah so spirits spirits are tricky <laughs> yeah it's hard to know I mean I've definitely heard all sorts of different schools of thought some people you know, they think the classic ghost like it's just like a disembodied person some people yeah. <laughs> think things are energy imprints like if like there's certain stories where it's always a woman going up and down the stairs. And I guess that yes. would make sense if you lived, yes. if someone lived in a house for like 50 years of their life and they went up and down those stairs, like thousands of times, essentially for there to be some type of energy imprint of that. And then for us to pick up on it and perceive it in our mm -hmm. uh, psychically a certain way. And then some people think that it's something ent entirely else. Like, I don't know, but 
there's we're picking up on something like people have these experiences all of the time so something's happening yeah it has to because I don't necessarily have you ever seen like with your eyes not your like third eye or in your mind have you physically seen uh, energy or spirit I've seen weird shadow things and not just like yeah not just like shadows oh it's like out of the corner of my eye but just shadows that shouldn't move I've seen that but I've never seen like a apparition if that's what you're talking about yes yes so I've I don't think I've ever I have to think about it but I don't think I have I've seen like when I told you in our previous recording um my uncle had passed away and then my brother and I saw a shadow go across the hallway but we didn't, I've never seen one. So I think that would be mind boggling if I did, because to comprehend that, but I'm sure part of me would be like, Oh shit, what is going on? <laughs> Cause I usually, I usually have to like see them in my third eye. And then it's almost like I'm seeing a different realm or dimension um, or layer to this reality. So I'm always curious of when people see actually see apparitions or like see ghosts like the lady in the window or you know like yeah. those unsolved mysteries or ghost stories i have for my own experience because i'm pretty clairvoyant so i i have two different types of experiences with spirits with that though that i have that i normally think of or categorize them as just for myself i don't think i've ever really talked about it but both of them happen in my mind's eye but there's ones that yeah. are me sitting and meditating and things kind of pop into my field of vision but I my brain is I I guess you could say primed to experience something because I'm intentionally mm-hmm. meditating and things like that so it's like I'm opening I open I'm open to seeing things and so sometimes I'll just see shapes or symbols and sometimes faces will pop up but there's other times mm-hmm. this is yeah. why I laugh so much when you mentioned watching raw vegan YouTube videos at four in the morning Um, (laughs) it was because sometimes I'll be falling asleep or I'll just be deep in thought. So I won't be intentionally getting into that hypnagogic state at all, but it'll just kind of Mm -hmm. happen. And then I'll get very abruptly, these very intrusive images of people that'll pop up into my, like my mind's eye. It's like, it's like someone Mm -hmm. suddenly appears within one foot away from my face. And it is very frustrating (laughs) And uncomfortable when that happens when you're in the dark trying to sleep because then it's like, well, I'm now I'm not alone, I guess. And I thought I was. So (laughs) let's not do that. And then usually I do the same thing you did, which is like ask you say like, hey, like I'm trying to sleep like this is a not really an appropriate time to talk to me. Sometimes I I have a specific quartz crystal that I use as a waiting room for spirits if I feel like I do want to help them. Um, I'll ask them to wait in there. That's a a technique I learned from a shaman that I've worked with before. Uh, It's a pretty common thing. So so some who host like uh, different drumming or journeying circles will actually have Uh a big crystal specifically for that. So if anyone mentions anything like that, they can help move the spirit into the waiting room to leave them alone. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of that at all. My shaman has stones that like you pick from her collection of stones from around the world and then you hold it and as you I guess talk about what's going on and whatever and if there's an energetic interruption or something heavy you literally blow that energy into the rock and then she cleanses the crystal or stone or rock after but I've never I don't think I've ever heard of using a waiting or crystal as a waiting room that's genius I'm gonna have to choose a stone (laughs) and do that yeah I used to have one when I lived in a trailer in the spring of this year I lived in a trailer Mm -hmm. from like March to like uh, mid-June and I had one that I put right outside my door so whenever stuff would come in I would just ask them to wait outside in the crystal (laughs) that's that is brilliant actually I am gonna go on some googling streak tonight to see how many people are doing (laughs) I can do it (laughs) <laughs> but that makes sense because it's they hold energy they do so why not have them stay in a crystal and kind of transmute their energy if there's anything negative too? kill two birds with one stone yeah it's like a uh, literally spirit tiny house <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god don't get 
get me started on miniatures and tiny houses. I'm I love tiny houses. Cinematic. But I also like, <sighs> I like, I like them when they're, I'm not a big fan of the mobile ones, to be honest. I prefer, I like, mm-hmm. and I mean, tiny house for me, I also just think of small home, not necessarily like a micro house. I don't need yeah. a lot of physical yeah. space to live as long as I've got land, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was bringing Haunted this up. Land. Land. Oh. <laughs> but I was bringing this up around um, because of the thing you said about watching raw vegan videos. But I do the same thing. If I get freaked out, I just end up on YouTube and I'll be watching commentary videos on weird shit celebrities have done at two o'clock yes. in the morning, <laughs> trying to like get my brain out of that space. Because my head's like, okay, if I'm watching something about the Kardashians, then I cannot yes. be having a ghost experience at the same time. That's my brain says that's not compatible. So <laughs> it's uh, opposite sides of the spectrum of like something super deep and spiritual. And then you're like, nah, Robbie. well, I guess vegans are very spiritual too and whatnot, but maybe I should try the Kardashian commentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause then I was like, damn it. I'm hungry now. Or I watch videos of, um, there's a couple of girls in China and like rural China, China that, uh, cook. And it's, it's kind of like ASMR. They don't speak or anything. And they cook the most amazing meals without electricity. They have running water from whatever spring is next to them. It's it's incredible. And like they kill their own chickens if they want chicken. ASMR chicken killing? Yeah. No, they don't show that part. <laughs> <laughs> They're polite about it. But yeah, it's crazy. And it's so soothing for some reason. I'm like, these, these freaking girls are amazing. What am I complaining about? <laughs> I just got to put some rice in a rice cooker. <laughs> yeah, I really like the cooking videos where, especially like Japanese food, where it's just very aesthetic and very small portions. And they just make like one souffle pancake. There's so many, there's like hundreds mm-hmm. of souffle souffle pancake videos out there and they're all incredible, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> you are not, you are not wrong in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm just glad that I'm not the only one who gets semi freaked out sometimes with this spirit side of things and like uh paranormal stuff because 90% of the time I don't get freaked out because I try to understand it and then if I don't understand it that's when I get kind of like like what if I it's like fire in the sky and we're camping and some fucking alien takes me up into the spaceship and I'm like in some goo <laughs> you know like, I don't know what to do then but I could like more handle a ghost encounter versus like being abducted by aliens. So it if I rarely ever get freaked out, but when I do, I get like massively, massively, like it, it messes with my head so bad. And yeah. that was one of the times at the cabin, <laughs> that old guy, I was like, uh, can I help you? I'm trying to sleep here, buddy. So do you want to talk about Donner Party? channeling someone familiar or old porcelain doll so the last two are kind of the same or they are the same person okay um and she's actually one of my really good friends that i met through the spiritual community when i started woo woo realm but um the donner party one is the stories are kind of gnarly because um this was newer like when i was newer to being quote-unquote as my friends coined me the drunk medium And we had a girl's trip at my girlfriend's house up in Calistoga. And she lives on this beautiful property. And um, I forgot how we got on the subject. Oh, she was giving us a tour of like the land. Like it's a literal land. And she was showing us where she does yoga, like on this bridge over a creek. I'm like, this is like a fairy tale. And then she broke out with, oh yeah, and over that hill is where the Donners are buried. And over here... This is where the the Lovina or Lovina people are buried, which is one of the restaurants she owns. I guess they had said that was like their restaurant and she took it over. And then down the street, there's another smaller cemetery. And so she was telling us this, like where they were for some reason was uh, not for some reason, but was part of the path or whatever you want to call it, that the Donners and all the families that were with them took. And um that particular area is where a lot of them passed, like they settled. And then I think some of them passed and then some of them, their energies just kind of stayed there. I I forget the whole, whole story, but 
all the houses that were there, the properties were very, very old. And her house in particular had, I forget what the last name was. I don't think it was the actual Donners, but um, she would say, because at, at night when we were sleeping over, um, I, I told her there's such activity in this house, like specifically this room, like this room where she would sleep. Um, and I said, did this used to have a like back patio or some sort of like a rocking chair over here? And she said, holy shit. Yeah, I actually took it out to extend this room out. And there used to be rocking chairs right here because they would I don't know if they could see the cemetery from there or whatever, but anyways, they would, they would look that way. Like they would look East or whatever direction that was. So my friend um, was like, that's interesting. You saw that. And then later that night, my girlfriend and I were sleeping on the couch because we had like 10 girls there and she has this wraparound porch and one of my girlfriends and I were on the couch and I was like, Oh my God, I can like feel he looked like a cowboy or something, his energy and just how I envisioned him was kind of cowboy-y. And he would just pace around the like front door. It was right at my feet, which was super scary too. And she has like floor to ceiling windows. And he would pace around the patio or the, the front porch and kind of try to get in, but couldn't get in. It was, it was really weird. And my girlfriend who was sleeping on the couch or the other couch next to me said she felt it too. And so, and then we woke up at like three in the morning or something and all the freaking lights were on. And I was like, who turned on all these lights? And she was like, it wasn't me. And I, she was like, I thought you did it because I heard it go on and that's what woke me up. And I was like, no, I woke up after you woke up. So that is, as we found out the next day, a uh, a, a usual typical occurrence like lights will go on and then I said I kind of feel like there's a woman here with a like her name is like Mary Jo or Mary Ann she has one of those like double names she said that's that's kind of weird because yes there was a Mary Sue or whatever it was Mary something and then I'm always in everybody named Mary back then but she <laughs> my friend said did you see her baby and I was like, oh, God, no. So she starts to tell me, the friend that actually lives and owns the house, lives there. She said, yeah, it scared the fucking shit out of me one day. I turn around and this lady is holding this skeletal baby. So she assumes that she lost the baby, obviously, in the whole process of migrating and doing all this Donner Party shit. She holds her baby and it's this skeletal looking dead thing I know sorry war trigger warning sorry guys but I said no I didn't see that I didn't even pick that up and I said but I do see her sitting outside rocking on this chair and she said yeah I think she waits for her baby because she always asks me where's my baby where's my baby and my friend just tells her oh he's that way so she literally sees this ghost talks to it and she said it would she's learned to tell the lady like point towards the cemetery over the hill oh your baby's over there and then she'll just like in this kind of like uh she seems out of it and she's like oh, okay and she'll go drift off wherever just an apparition or a mind's eye See. apparition like a, a literal apparition whoa i know crazy and i was like jen are you serious you just see her all the time like this and she's like, yeah, I used to see her all the time. And I just figured, of course, this land is, you know, it has to be haunted. And she's kind of res restored the house and, and kept the bones of it and, and just updated it really beautifully and all that. And she said, yeah, I just learned that once she, sh she appeared with this fucking baby that she was, she kept looking for the baby and she goes and retrieves it somewhere. So that was wild to me, like wild. And for some reason that the the shower that we had to use or was it that shower yeah I had to use the shower in that particular bedroom that faces the outside that like, there used to be a porch and all that um, and she had this I've never seen it before but it's like this it looks like a porcelain tub but really 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 small like if I were to get in it I'm freaking tiny I could like it would fit like a baby I don't know what Whoa. they used it for, or it, maybe it was like to soak your ass. I don't know. <laughs> like the day. <laughs> I don't know, but it was the cutest thing. The first thing is the only alternative. It's too small. It must be for asses. 
<laughs> I'm gonna just get a bucket. But I, I was commenting on this little tub that she had, which she had remodeled the bathroom after and got rid of it. But I was like, this thing is so gnarly. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. So anyways, I'm, you know, just in like awestruck over this thing and I'm taking a shower and I could just feel this energy not wanting me to be there. I don't know why. I don't, I have no idea what the energy or spirit, whatever you want to call it, was trying to convey or if I had like disrespected it or I don't know. I don't think I did. It, she didn't really give me any kind of, I don't want you here because of this. And I think maybe it was just because I was more open to it or like she, did, she didn't like the people in the house or I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really see any apparitions. I just, that's, that whole thing was crazy because all of us had our own little like, oh yeah, I felt that over here. Da, 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 da. And then that house creaked all night too. So the, the cemeteries, uh, I was talking to my husband's mom after I'd come back because after I came back from that trip, um, I think I mentioned it in our last talk, but um, a little kid followed me home, a little boy about the age of, God, he must have been five or six, maybe a little bit younger, in that range of like four to six. And he would just follow me around. And I didn't know where he came from. I don't know what he wanted. But that was the first time I had a spirit follow me or an energy. And um, I remember watching the Long Island Medium and she said she had a little spirit follow her. And she just politely asked the the kid, "Um, if you want me to convey a message, then let me know to your parents. And it ended up like he interrupted a a reading and then the, the mom was there or the dad was there and the message was conveyed and he stopped following her. But yeah, she, or I, I, I was like, okay, I have to do this. I have to ask the spirit what he wants or whatever. And it ended up like he didn't want anything from me. He didn't really say anything. I just asked him to kindly leave because he's scaring me. And he did. It was the weirdest thing. And so I thought I could do that with that old guy this weekend, but that didn't happen. But yeah, it, that was the first time that one had actually attached to me, but nothing ever really came of it. So that was that. Oh, sorry. I was talking to my, my husband's mom and she said, oh yeah, did you know that we're related to the summoners and the summoners, I, th- I believe that's how you pronounce the last name, um, are, were in that Donner party. I don't know if they were like close knit or I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there was two families that, so I, I, I want to touch on this for a second um, before we jump back into what you were saying. I'm just realizing that a lot of my listeners might have no idea who the Donner party is because- Lee and I grew up in California, and so this is a pretty oh, that's, sorry, yes, yeah, so yeah. This is a pretty big piece of California history, specifically. And I actually grew up about an hour away from where this happened. So, brief summary: This is you know, imagine me in fourth grade going and visiting the Donner Party spots, and then being told all about this. This is my memories of it. Was yeah. there basically people were coming west? I forget exactly what the intentions were for the Donner party specifically, but I believe they broke off from the initial group or they went ahead in the middle of winter and they went through this specific pass. And again, you got wagons Mm -hmm. and horses and people. And, um, and again, in the middle of the winter on these mountain ranges, there was a huge blizzard. They ended up getting stranded and then ran out of food and essentially had to resort to cannibalism to survive. And then I pretty sure very few of them survived. Yeah, I think very few of them survived. And the ones that survived settled where my girlfriend lives in Calistoga or like wherever, whoever wanted to branch out. Or, But she said there's a couple of houses there that they, they this is where those particular survivors settled. And her house was one of them. So this Mary, whatever lady, I have to talk to her about that again. I haven't talked to her because obviously like the fires and stuff were a blazing. So I didn't want to... Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you, do you have a moment to talk about the ghosts in your house <laughs> while you're packing your shit up and your house is going to burn down? But um, yeah, so she, I remember the Donner party. The The one thing that stuck out is like, oh, those are the people that ate their friends. <laughs> it's like the, the first cannibals that you learn about in history class or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they just ate the people that had died. They didn't, I don't think that they, I'm pretty sure they didn't kill anybody. I think it was just if you died, you, they ate. Yeah, and you imagine this these like heathenistic people just 
like eating each other like cavemen and it, it really was just like survival what yeah. else do you do yeah. you know you have a dead body right there so and then like if you eat human meat too it, it poisons you as well it's like awesome yes it's, it, that's the degree to which they were surviving so again learned yeah. about this when i was 10 years old um <laughs> i know it's a crazy story too where i was like is there a movie on this and i think there was and we watched it and it was all super graphic yeah but it's it, i mean it's the ones that survived i don't i i probably too would have the ptsd from <laughs> that mm-hmm. situation but yeah i thought that was interesting that my husband um is somehow related his mom's side is related to the Sumners through like I don't know how many generations back but of course like his mom always has a story that is so crazy and fascinating and for those like ties to come through where I'm like at my friend's house and she lives in the house that blah 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 so I probably should write down more specifics on both sides of that but that that's the gist of that story and that that crazy it wasn't a haunting but my friend's story like she's she's someone to interview because she's so like lackadaisical about it she's so nonchalant and no big deal like yeah this lady walks around my house with a skeleton baby I'm like come again (laughs) so yeah yeah the way you explained it I I couldn't tell it's like the way you're describing it is the way I would describe seeing something in my head but you're like no apparition and I was like wow I have never experienced (laughs) a full form and she's, I believe she said it, she just, she looks like, like when you go to the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland mm-hmm. and they have those holographic ghosts dancing around. Yeah. She said it looks like that, but not bright. It's kind of in and out. I'm like, it's like fuzzy porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would imagine it. It was like, oh, is that a titty? <laughs> I don't know if we're rated for I guess I've been dropping F-bombs I could say titty <laughs> that's pretty good uh, that's my best description <laughs> no I mean I understood immediately what you went so it was very good so did this happen before or after the porcelain doll story okay porcelain doll is actually uh more recent so my girlfriend had, or I didn't know her at the time. I had just followed her on Instagram and she posted, She's she collects bones or like will, in, out in the wild, not like human remains. But um, Thank you for clarifying. She, yes, <laughs> I have to clarify everything. <laughs> so she collects, I mean, she's a witch. So she goes out in nature and collects bones and makes these amazing, amazing pieces with bones um, and carcasses, not carcasses, carcasses? Yeah, I guess. Uh, skeletons. And... Um, she had posted a picture of this. It was a really, really creepy. Well, I, I how I would explain it. It wasn't creepy to me, but it was super old, vintage, creepy looking thing. And she posted it and I forgot what the caption was. I don't even think she really, it was even part or like, it was like the focus of the post. And I, I just commented something to the effect of like that, that doll in the back is giving me the weirdest like nostalgia or like it's reawakening something. And so she replied back and she said, Oh my God, me too. Like, that's why I got it. I saw it somewhere, like some lady was selling it. And so she had bought it cause it was like speaking to her. She didn't know why it just, she needed to have the doll. And it's one of those dolls after like we, we got to talking and we like totally fell in love with each other. She's brilliant and I love her and we have so much in common. And um, after going back and forth, she was like, I don't even really know what kind of doll this is. So she was telling me like the markings on it and it's, I think it's from the twenties and it's the ones that are like, uh, I think it's a porcelain body and face. And then it has a voice box in the back. Like it has this huge gaping hole that a voice box goes in where the baby cries or the doll cries, which I was like, if that thing turns on in the middle of the night, because you know, back then it probably sounds super creepy and then it's all old. (laughs) Yeah. She, she opened up the back and there was not a voice box in it. Thank God. So it had been taken out. I believe it was taken out. And so we figured out what kind of doll it was and da, 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 da. So then we start talking and, um, I told her that immediately I see this like 
it's somewhere in Europe. It's like a coastline and I see a little boy and it's almost like a lighthouse or a house like very close to a cliff that is right near the ocean. And she was like, holy shit, that's exactly what I see too. And it's a boy, like it's a, a like a male spirit. So we both kind of had the same vision and feeling on it. And then I, I think I told her, I feel like French. There's some sort of French vibes up in there, but the doll was originally from Germany or something. I don't know. So we, we still haven't really figured it out, but it kind of this little weird spooky doll through Instagram brought us together. And then we sort of have been working together on and off with creating certain things and like channeling certain things, helping each other heal through our, like our Claire's our you know, like I can, uh, one day she asked me to do a reading for her. So I said, okay. And, um, I pulled some cards and I told her, she didn't tell me why. And then I immediately told her, I see a lady, her name's, I won't say it cause it's her, it ended up being very significant, but I said, it started with the G and she was like, no, I don't know. Grandma passed away that, you know, da, 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 cause it seems very like a grandmother or a female, like maternal. And I said, there's, she's showing me a necklace, a black heart necklace. And she said, no, I don't, I don't have anything like that. So come two weeks later or whatever, we do this thing again. And I told her something's coming through for you. And so we sat with it a little bit and it always comes through at night. And she, she said, Oh, I spelled out the name. I finally got an actual name. And then she, the, it's not a familiar, it's a patron. Yeah. A witch's patron. So it turned out to be her patron. And she had done a channeling session that confirmed the name. It was a slightly off as what I saw, but it was, it was like a very weird name that I've never heard before and she's never heard before. So that was another weird thing. And then she said, I just thought of something. I had ordered a necklace, like a, a, a mala necklace mm-hmm. that has black, uh, I think it was, it was either obsidian onyx one of the black stones and it was it's i mean you could call it a necklace i guess you could say there was no heart on it but that heart came into play i have to ask her again how it came into play so we're able to kind of help each other and i think the doll which we're we're assuming this is what it was like for some reason she was to help me in my healing and my spiritual journey and i was to help her like vice versa and the the common thread between the two, or like in us even meeting, was this doll. And every time the doll comes up, like she'll tell me, "Oh, our son's we we just coined him. He's our son now. Um, <laughs> our son is is wanting to say hi." I was like, oh, "Okay." So something as simple as that, where certain posts on Instagram. So that's why I think people also don't understand how powerful posts and words and their sharing of light quote unquote, is sometimes because her innocent post of having this porcelain doll on the back totally brought us together. I was able to help her with something huge and she helped me with something really huge to overcome and reawaken something in me that I didn't know. And so I thought that was really awesome. And that little doll, our son, still to this day will come through with certain messages. Not like he like talks. It's just this at the same time, we'll reconnect and be like, our son brought us together. And she's like, yep, he sure did. <laughs> I moved him to this shelf today. And I was like, yeah, I totally felt it. So I love when things like that happen where you get this inkling. And this is all like when I tell people to trust their intuition, you're going to feel really crazy at first. But when you start getting confirmation from things and people of what you see, hear, feel, whatever it may be. Um, you'll start to trust your intuition more as crazy and wild as it may be. That's when you start understanding like, oh, I do have abilities, quote unquote. Um, And I think a lot of people are just afraid of seeming or appearing crazy and out there and like they lost it if they start saying these weird things about, oh, who's who's Marianne, you know, to some (laughs) random stranger like I used to do. But uh, the all these little like weirdo things I think that's why I had to be drunk at first to even have this come out but 
it, it like these little things confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. And so that's why now I'm able to just listen to whatever comes through as crazy as they may be and kind of go with it. And then we get into elementals and don't even, don't even get me started about how I still am like in the closet with elementals like Fae and I have a course that's talking with uh, channeling dragons and then you have fairies and mermaids and all of that. So this is new to me. So that's a whole nother conversation and Googling <laughs> session that I have to do. I know. Do you have experience with, I know you, you work with Fae occasionally, but like what other elementals or they're not beings, but, um, consciousnesses, like various. Consciousnesses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For me, I work with the Fae, but I have a liaison who is Fae, who mm-hmm. does most of that for me. So whenever I go to Fairy, like if I'm doing any journeying and I go to Fairy with the capital F as in like a destination or place, mm-hmm. I have someone who helps vet everything around. So a lot of my experience with the Fae has been through him because he showed up for me when I was in England and I lived like in fairy country, essentially. It's just very yeah. um, rich mm-hmm. in that out there. And I didn't really have even an interest in the Fae until I went. And then I didn't really have a choice. Um, that's one thing yeah. I think a lot of people who are witches or mediums or interested in a lot of this stuff, we didn't have a choice. Like it just happens. Like I think there's some strange misconception that people who don't understand that, like we didn't just run around like I would like to have these experiences. No, like they happened to us and then we had to make the decision of how we wanted to proceed. If we wanted to pretend they weren't happening or to dive into it a little bit deeper. So I dove into it deeper with the Fae and now I'm actually experiencing a lot more of that stuff. I feel like I've had another veil lifted for me. I just see things all of the time. And now there's this interesting dragon renaissance happening. It was like all of a sudden, <laughs> everyone is talking about dragons. And I I bought a dragon oracle deck. It's, a, it's like the dragon oracle deck by Diane Cooper. And I had no mm-hmm. intention of buying a dragon oracle deck when I went to the store one day. I went to like a chain bookstore called Barnes & Noble. You'll, you'll know what that is because you're in California. Mm-hmm. But... I went in there and I just wanted to get a new Oracle deck. This is in January. And I just was looking through all of them. I didn't like any of the ones I saw. And I remember I was about to leave, but then I picked up this Dragon Oracle. I didn't even look at the back at all. I just looked at the front. And then as soon as I picked it up, the Game of Thrones theme song started playing in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I just bought it immediately. You're all Dracarys. Dracarys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> but I hadn't really done anything with dragons before, and still now I haven't really delved into the actual working with dragons. I just bought this deck, no one was talking about them, and then I had actually I'll say in October last year, so about two months before or two, three months before I bought this deck. The first time I ever went to Fairy, a giant dragon flew by, and I remember standing there with my guide, and I was like what like i didn't know there was dragons here and i was like i wasn't into it like that so and then i left and i came out and i told my shaman and she was like yeah there's dragons and i was like ah okay uh, <laughs> i love that i was walking down a bustling forest street uh and then i got to a cliffside and i was looking out across the ocean and yeah there's fey everywhere and then there was just a giant dragon so my brain mm-hmm. even in that state of being in fairy could not even process dragons So months went by, you know, and then I would say up until about the beginning or the middle of August, beginning of September time, this year rolls around. And then suddenly no one can shut up about dragons, like in the woo community. I don't know what happened. It was, And it's cool. And I don't mean that in a mean way. It's just like suddenly people are podcasting about dragons. Dragon symbolism is coming up. I'm getting people coming to my readings telling me they specifically work with dragons. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I don't have specifically that connection. I, I, I know one other person who has this deck of all the people I know. Um, and it was just a very weird thing that's happening right now and it's cool it's really cool but i don't know what's going on with it so i don't remember how i got here but you've mentioned something oh yes i felt say in elementals and i was like all right time to talk about dragons and what i don't understand so yeah i'm i literally have a tab on my computer open that says working with the dragon energy (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I Googled it because we're in this course I'm doing. Uh, like I said, it does, it goes through all the elementals and dragon energy is not at all what people assume it is. Fire breathing, devastation and, and forceful, like brute force. They're actually like supposed to bring heaven on earth, that whole the idea of the light that they bring and open up a new realm um, of possibility and love and connection. But I, I'm fascinated with it because just as you were explaining your vision with Faye and, and out of nowhere, ginormous ass dragon comes into into view and you're like, who invited this guy? <laughs> so that happened to me too. And same thing. It was like it was flying over the ocean or something. Like it, it was, I don't know, it, it was weird. All my visions end up like, it started in a forest and then I end up on a dragon. In what looks like, yeah, like in a dragon, I'm like, ah. It ends up some on um, some high castle on a high cliff that is made of quartz crystal, and it, it almost looks like an Atlantis Lemurian kind of thing, uh, or Lemuria. But a dragon showed up one day, and I was like, "Whoa, he is the blackest black I have ever seen! Like that that darkest black that they came up with that color. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he he looks like he just goes on for infinite. Like there's no shape to him. He's just a thing." Um, and it was, it was gnarly. I loved it. But I also was like, I don't, I don't want to disrespect you. So I'm going to shut my mouth and not hop on your back right now. <laughs> I'm going to do some courting here so that we can get to know each other. <laughs> Cause I don't want to, I'm always so in my head about it. And it might be the Virgo in me. That's like, I need to do my research and, and overstudy it and be a perfectionist. So I don't look like an asshole jumping on his back. <laughs> And offending him. Because same with Faye. I don't work with Faye. They kind of work with... uh, They have like... This sounds so dumb. Sorry, I apologize in advance. But they have like chosen me because of the things that I've seen in dreams. Yeah, they do that. I I can confirm. That's... Yeah. yeah, They they choose if they want to work with with witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. And so same with like exploring witchcraft. Um, That's why I'm like, I don't call myself a witch. I do witchy things like rituals and stuff but I don't call myself a witch because I don't want to offend somebody who's like an actual literal witch um and doing like rituals every day and spells and and dressing candles but yeah in a dream I was shown um a crest I was shown uh, this lady was protecting me I can only assume she was like my uh, guide or patron or whatever it's called sorry I I should know these terms and she just told me to speak or or what did she say it's time to sing your people's song and I was like what is that what what song (laughs) and then she showed me some like crest or symbol and then two dogs came out of we were walking on like Hollywood Boulevard it was raining and it was dark out and two dogs had come out of, or wolves had come out of a parking structure down the driveway part. And then we were on the sidewalk and the white one sat down right next to me. The black one was so big. It, it like put its uh, paws on my shoulder, like standing up and its head was just like inches from my face and it was growling. And I just, I just knew for some reason to stay there. She was going to do something. And then I felt like it was a test or something, maybe an initiation of sorts. And then she said some weird language spell thing. And the thing, the the black wolf knelt down, sat down, and then like in formation with the other one, the white one, just sat there. And they looked at us and then the dream was done. And I was like, what the fuck? What was that? (laughs) What do I do with that? (laughs) But I, I, I still don't know what to do with that. So I have to... I'm like, let me stick to what I'm learning currently, and then I'll dive into this dream interpretation of these wolves and the crest and singing my people's song, because I don't know what that means. That was crazy to me. That's so interesting. <laughs> song was really important to me. I My uh, my readings now, half of my like pre-meditation practice that I do at my altars, I'm just, I'm hitting a drum, like a shamanic drumming, and I'm just channeling songs. Ooh. and that's I get messages through that like I did a reading today and I just kept singing the word like leave and then I saw hmm. a bunch of stuff around the person that they needed to help clear out and so the whole session was about how to protect yourself and get energies out because I just kept singing the word leave 
Yeah, I mean, you think of it, singing is a frequency. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the drum allows your mind to focus on something and to open up that frequency of, of consistency, you know, and your brain doesn't have to worry about like, oh, am I safe or not? And then it's kind of like twofold. And then you start seeing this frequency and finding that that one that resonates or is allows you. It's like a, what are those, uh, those women that used to do the telephone, like plugging in the different ones, like, oh, you want to talk to this person? Hold on. Telephone operators? No. What are they called? Switchboard? I don't know what they're called. <laughs> I don't know. It's either. like you're trying to plug into whatever frequency that aligns with that person. And that's kind of how I feel when I channel. It's like, okay, I got to I gotta figure out what's going on here and where you're at in the world or your energy is at. But yeah, singing and song is, is I believe it, taps you into something or somewhere else and allows you to like open up or it like unlocks mm-hmm. a key. Or it's a key to unlock the realms. <laughs> there we go. I also think it calls in stuff. When I, I, I ring a bell too when I call in their welly ancestors and then I start beating the drum and I've got incense and candles. So it's basically just a big like, hey, I'm trying to talk to someone. Uh, <laughs> can you show up, please? I'm like pulling out all the stops. I've got music. I've got candlelight as- atmosphere, <laughs> good smelling things. Come eat the smoke spirits. I know you want to. I have it all. Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. Do you ever film that? Like, do the, is it a live reading or do you record it and then send it to your clients? So I do live readings. So I do them usually via Zoom or this one was over the phone. But I'm, I'm actually probably going to switch to just phone calls because I find that I focus better if I don't have to look at people. Because um, yeah. I have a tendency to, mm-hmm. I channel better when I'm not looking at anything. So I'll be looking off at the distance. And then sometimes I'll get a little bit self-conscious when I'm doing that on a Zoom call. So, yeah. but what I do yeah. before, it's usually about a half an hour or 20 minutes before the actual session is I sit down at my altar and then I dedicate a tea light or a small pillar candle to the person to like help them find all their, all their spiritual posse or whatever, like find my place. <laughs> and then I light incense and I usually have a water offering out and some stones for all the elements. Uh, and then I usually sing and I pull uh, an, a little bit and then I pull like a theme card for like the overall theme of what I would mm-hmm. like to or what what specific theme needs to come up for this person because the way I do my readings is why I call them shadow shadow session says shadow singer sessions as opposed to <laughs> just I refer to them as readings but they're really not that they're more of what skills do I have does this person need today it's, it's much more of like a mm-hmm. counseling session so usually I end up helping people with different tools that I've learned, pointing them in directions of different uh, modalities and traditions or practices. Cause I, I, I tend to dabble in a little bit of everything and I couldn't figure out why for a while, but now I know it's because I lock into whatever I'm reading for needs. And then I have this well of resources. So if someone came to me and they want, and they're like an herb person or animal person, um, hoodoo, uh, I think I already said herbalism, Egyptian mythology, Greek mythology, Celtic mythology, um, shamanism. I It's not that I, I'm not practicing all of those things, but I read about everything all of the time. Like I'm reading a book about exorcisms right now. Like it's, uh, I can point people in the direction because I have my toes dipped kind of all over the place in terms of directions to point people if that is a thing for them. So I'm not at all saying I'm not yeah. a shaman. I'm not a voodoo practitioner, any of those things at all but I know tons of people who do all of those things that I can point them to. So that's like what what my sessions tend to turn into. I want to know more about these exorcisms that you're reading about. I'm fascinated because when that, remember that movie came out? uh, It was something about Emily. The doll? I forget. No, 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 no. It was the, basically a girl. The controversy was, is she really possessed or is she going through a schizophrenic break? So there's the like scientific <laughs> side of it. They're like, no, this is a, this is a mental illness. <laughs> like she's just making it all up. And then the other side of Emily Clark, no, not Emily Clark. I got, I don't know what the, the Emily, Amelia is. Clark is the actress that plays Daenerys Targaryen. I know. <laughs> it is. It's something Emily. It's like the, um, well, the peculiar case of, no, it's not that, but it's, exorcism of 
something. So that always stuck stuck in my head because I was like, well, how do you prove if it is actually an exorcism? You know, like, yeah. it, what do you do? Because the actual movie exorcism, there were like documented crazy ass things that happened yeah. in her exorcism. But yeah, go on, go on. Well, this book I'm reading is written from the perspective of a person who is a career exorcist. And the caveat she gives at the beginning is that exorcisms, it's, it's not, for the most part, is not what we have been taught we think it is. Yes, it is the cases you're talking about. But you can also perform like daily exorcisms on yourself. So like I do that. Like I consecrate, from this book, I learned how to consecrate salt and water. And this book's also written from a non-religious perspective. It's It's neutral enough that you can apply it to a specific religion if you're coming from one, but also you don't need to have any specific faith to do these rituals that she's talking about. Some people do like the sign of the cross with their fingers, but if you move your finger down, it's just like the sign of Malkuth, which is the earth, which is a Kabbalah Mm -hmm. thing. So I, I do stuff like that and I pour it over my head in the shower to like help remove any attachments that I have. It's very fast. I think you would honestly really like it. It's written very entertainingly. She understands Ooh. it's a very heavy topic. I'll send you a picture of it after this, but yes, it's, it's also like one of those books where there's a lot of information, but it is written very, like it's an easy read. Like I don't have to sit here and delve through like blocks of text. It's written very colloquially, mm-hmm. approachable, clear and understandable and funny, which you need for this type of topic. Yeah, because you need to be able to relate to people instead of it being so scary and dark. And, you know, nobody wants to dive into that when they're already dealing with their demons. But I think people are afraid of, I, I was told, like, you or your mom would be like, don't keep, don't do that with your eyes. You're going to get stuck like that. I feel like. <laughs> mom, it's just my pineal gland. Leave me alone. <laughs> my third eye. It's like. Blue. <laughs> we discuss the darker sides of, of spirit work. And, um, or just divination, you know, just divination in general. And it's like the light and dark, but people immediately just think the, not people, just sometimes people think that you get stuck in this haunting, this darkness, this, you know, demonic, uh, trap. And I'm like, no, it's, it's actually, you should make friends with that dark side Mm -hmm. because when you understand it, you're able to come at it in a different manner, you know, and and instead of being so reactive, like take your time and understand something. But I see, I didn't know that exorcisms could be something as simple as like a, not a protection spell, but like a cord cutting of sorts. Yeah. Is that in like the you're doing same the vein of that? Salt baths with the intention of clearing your energy in a way that's, yeah. Like if you had the intent, like yeah. obviously there's some discrepancies, like what your intention is, but if you were like, your intention was I'm removing stuff from myself, you are like self-exercising. Yeah. See, I, I do feel like there's stigmas around a lot of the um, words we use in the spiritual community that are the same exact thing as what like someone, a religious person would call it, like prayers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, that's when we say sending you vibes or like um, another one was when you channel, there are people who channel <laughs> in the religious world. Like for me, when I talk to, when I meditate, and I do this healing. It's like going to a priest and him healing it with holy water. I'm like, well, my holy water's Florida water. Like, okay, or candle or incense or Palo Santo or I can't use sage anymore. But it kind of is the same saying. And I I feel like it's unfair that we get a bad rap for calling it like meditation or channeling or yeah, I'm all seance exorcism. <laughs> these words exist for a reason but i think the more we dive into these actual communities like how you and i are just you know talking to each other right now and the fact that i have people on this patreon like we all have that understanding so it's freeing in a way because Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. people aren't gonna listen to my podcast if they don't have they don't understand at least some of the nuance of what we're talking about right now yeah and one thing that i also appreciate about this book that i'm reading is josephine mccarthy points out she goes like there, it, you have to, if you're going to do this work, understand that our understanding of what good and bad is doesn't apply to like yeah. things that aren't really here. And so it's it's all about context. So if you're pulling something off of you or someone you know, and it's because it's doing damage to them, 
that is a contextual situation. So it's not this thing is terrible and awful where it could be having a terrible, awful effect, which is why you're getting rid of it and moving them on. So it's not making Mm -hmm. light of the situation, but it's understanding that that thing or energy or entity or whatever you're removing in a week, in a month, in 10 years could be your coworker. You know, you could be actually working with that being or entity in a different context, asking them to do something. So you don't want to burn bridges in a way with a lot of these things. Obviously there is nuance here. There's times when they're not going to like it and then you're going to have to defend yourself and protect yourself that's also talked about in the book but for the most part it's not like it's it's not black and white of like good and bad the, the way that mm-hmm. you know the exorcist movie tells us it is it's yeah. Like all, yeah it's all about context <laughs> as with most things in life yes yes and the the movie is called the exorcism of emily rose got it guys got okay it. i've never that's heard of that, that movie one. is called <laughs> Yeah, it was in like the 90s. I, I was in high school or okay. I forget. Um, everybody was being born. <laughs> like I was like 87 years old. <laughs> I'm in that weird generation where I'm not a millennial and I'm not Gen Z. I don't know. I'm like in between. It's fine. You're in the you're in the like limbo, liminal space. <laughs> yep. Always in the liminal space. Every second of yes. my life, which is why all this stuff happens to me. So <laughs> see? It's good though. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. Maybe discovering my abilities earlier and doing tarot earlier in life, but I I would not change the abilities that I have. I have to learn more because I sometimes open portals and I have like a week of terrible bad luck, but yeah. That's the best way to learn is the hard way. <laughs> sometimes I get really excited. And I was actually just thinking about this today. It must have been like 20 minutes before I set up to record. I was putting all my decks away from the readings I did earlier. And I was just like, I can't wait to be 80 years old and realize how much knowledge I have. I'm going to know so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've, yeah. I'm so I'm like honestly genuinely excited to get older because I my brain is going to be so full of cool shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything that you're going to be able to pass down to, like, the generations that come after you, you're going to have crazy stories. You're going to be the the grandma telling ghost stories <laughs> around the fire, <laughs> scaring the shit out of the kids. <laughs> I love it, though. I think that's so interesting to open kids' minds, especially kids. I mean, obviously not to, like, witchcraft stuff yet, but, I mean, they're, we're all just baby witches when we're little doing little seances in the playground corner, (laughs) but I'm collecting twigs and stuff. But I I do think that um, I am going to be literally the only person in my family that does anything remotely like this. Like everybody is so religious and so scared of even like reading their horoscope. So I am on the complete opposite spectrum of anybody in my family as far as spirituality in that context and regard. Um, so I will definitely be the weirdo with like tarot cards in my purse and crystals <laughs> and handing people crystals at, <laughs> at Christmas, <laughs> getting little kids baby witch books. That's but awesome. I mean, it's better than being a closed-minded asshole like I was when I was growing up or told to be. And finding out late in life or later in life that I totally resonate and this is who I am. Like that is, <laughs> I wish I would have discovered that when I was 20 years old, I would have saved a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I would have saved a lot of money. You would have just, spent, you would have just spent it on tarot cards though. You would have just had even more. I would have. Oh, totally. Tarot cards. I, I do now. Um, candles. Oh my God cloaks oh it doesn't end we, i just bought a bunch of crystals from the shops in big bear that just popped out of nowhere yeah and my daughter has the most expensive crystal actually in this entire damn house i got her a unicorn horn thing that's like the size of my arm Whoa. i don't know why i got her that what is it it's probably gonna break i have no idea what the stone is i didn't even ask i have to look it up it's it's almost like this milky uh pink gray lavender and uh i have to look at it again i'll send you a picture of it i i didn't even ask i was like that one 
that one behind the case. <laughs> she got it for me. <laughs> but I have to look up what the stone is. I wasn't even thinking about like what it was. I was like, that unicorn horn, give it to me. There's a crystal but. I have that is kind of like that, except it doesn't have purple. So It's like a weird light. I don't know. I'll have to post it on Instagram. Yeah, I want to see this. I want to see a giant unicorn horn. Yeah. That sounds cool as fuck. I'll post it tomorrow cool. on my stories or my actual feed. I took my break from posting this week, so I'm like, I don't want to. I posted your our podcast because I was like, oh my god, I forgot to post it. Oh, well, you I... shared you shared it on your uh, your story. I thought story, yeah. and then I forgot to like redo it because I was going to ask you what's the best way for people to get to your podcast, and then totally forgot. We ended up going to I was packing and whatever went to our little getaway, and then came back and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was I was laughing though because I when you, I saw you tagged me in it I went back to look at your profile and I was like I just fucked up Leah's color palette so bad with this post. <laughs> no, you did it. It's a hard break. I'm like, there it is. Well, thanks for coming on the Patreon and sharing all these fun stories. And I also like talking to you, so you know, Yay. podcasting honestly is just a selfish thing for me that other people have to like. <laughs> Anytime you want to be selfish, I would love to feed your ego with that. So let me know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we'll have more stuff after, as we go through October, you're going to be like, I I saw 30,000 times this month. (laughs) So remember those aliens? They got Yeah, (laughs) they came back. Um, (laughs) So where can everyone find you if they don't know where you are already? So on um, Instagram, I'm at realm. And then my website is wooworealm.com. And then I kind of just share my posts on Facebook, but I'm not very active over there. So those are the two places you can find me, but mostly IG because I post regularly two times a day. Gotcha. But what is your Facebook? Is it just wooworealm? Yeah, I think it's just wooworealm. Okay. I'll find I, I really have like three followers. <laughs> so it's the same content. I don't, I, I mean, if somebody likes it, there's like, one like every other day (laughs) so i'm much more active on instagram instagram loves me a lot more than facebook well if those listening would like to find me congratulations you've already done that you're on my patreon but just a (laughs) reminder i do do readings and you can contact me through my email which is uh at moth well let's go on my website mothmana.com and contact me through there about that i got art there instagram at mothmana tarot i have a twitter now Again, I still don't know if I regret that or not, but that's at Mana Aelin. And I'm going to put all of Leah's links and probably not my links because, again, you're on my Patreon, but that, everything in the description. And thank you all for tuning in to this first October episode. This is going to be a fun month. I got a lot of stuff I'm pumping out for October just because it's a good season to do so. So thanks again, Leah, for being here. Of course. This is always so fun, especially for spooky season. <laughs> thank you for having me on again.